that I'm obviously on a on a different plane right now. No worries, man. Okay. It's, we're we're recording on a Wednesday for the second week in a row. Like, it's weird, right? Like yeah, four four episodes in two weeks that we're recording is it's definitely. It reminds me of when we first started and we were trying to like record three podcasts in a, a single day. sitting. Yep. Yeah, that and was that was exhausting. Yeah. And one of those things where we kept noticing, oh, wow, our third podcast is really, I mean, it wasn't trash, <laughs> but, but, but it, it was trashy, but it wasn't spectacular yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, uh, school's almost up for you. Just about, man. So yeah. by the time this is being broadcast, I'll probably already be uh, teaching summer school, though, because like that's mm. just the way life works. Yeah, um, that's summer yeah, job. So tomorrow night is graduation. Mm, okay. So that'll be a late night. And then the week after that is like finals week for all of the non-seniors. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... My girl's last day is tomorrow, so like we're... Uh, Good They're done, them. and then we're we're packing out of here like mm-hmm. that next weekend. So, which by the way, I was going to show you this. I thought you would appreciate it, right? So this is a plastic binder here, right? That says uh-huh. travel itinerary, right? Day oh one. My. Oh yeah, that's it. It's for all of our days. It's multiple pages. That's what organization looks like for vacation. Just so you know that that is that is impressive. <laughs> it's it's it was a big adjustment for me. Like coming into it, I was like, oh my God, you plan everything. And then like I, I learned to, I became so dependent on it so that I, I basically, I don't have to worry about thinking. All I got to do is just, <laughs> I just got to do. And so like, I can think about other things. Like I can screw around and do stuff and be like, as long as I keep my schedule, man, I'm good. It's actually, there you su- go. there's freedom in the framework. It's oh, absolutely. surprisingly makes these big vacations way better. Well, and I would imagine, especially with like the two little girls running around with you and everything too, like you walk into it with the knowledge that there are a lot of things that are going to be completely and totally beyond your control. Right. So you might as well have a pretty good grip on all the things Things that that you can. That we can. Yeah. You got to have a plan. You got to have something to work with. All right. Let's hit an intro. Let's jump into it. Welcome to the podcast, Blue Collar Scholars. Not long ago, a group of brilliant minds met together at a pub to discuss their unfinished works. They recognize the value of coming together around delicious beverages and having meaningful conversations. That group was known as the Inklings. The Inkle Do podcast here, we're working to be the second iteration of that group. So pour yourself a craft beverage, pull up a chair, and join the conversation. Okay, so have you uh, had anything revolutionary, revelationary in the last two days? No, but I, I had something that was decent. Okay. Uh, so Lagunitas had. Uh, I, I'm a fan of Lagunitas in general. Yeah. Like they're a little something. Yep. A lot of their beers are pretty good, and so they had another one uh, out that was called the Super Cluster IPA, and you know all this cosmic labeling and talking about it being a citra hopped mega IPA of intergalactic <laughs> proportions. And I'm like, you know what? You are. You are just speaking to this little nerd heart so strongly right now. Yep. Let's give it a shot. So I grabbed a six pack of it uh, in the cans and I don't know. It's good, but it's nothing spectacular. Like, but it's so not it's, super mega hops. 
No, I mean, it, it. there's definitely, so it's 8% ABV, so okay. higher we'll, alcohol we'll content. A little stronger, sure. Um, there is a strong kind of resinous finish to it. Uh, there is, you know, um, some good citrus flavors towards the front of it. But it's kind of one of those things, like, they... They definitely, you know, you talk about in advertising, you want to under-promise and over-deliver. They mm. kind of did the reverse on this. Like, yeah. if I had just yeah. grabbed this and it was uh, another IPA from Lagunitas, I'd have drank it and probably been like, oh, you know, this is this is a really good, solid beer. Instead, I say basically the same words, but with very different intonation. Oh, mm-hmm. this is a good, solid beer. Like, yeah. it really is all about setting the expectations for it like i'm i mean it's good yeah you one, like once you get to the end of it and you're it's well like worth drinking and your expectations have changed you get to the end yeah. it's gonna be different yeah you'll appreciate exactly. it more yeah yeah because when i was drinking it the first time i was like oh this is not I, sending me over the moon it's a it's a slightly more potent version of what i liked in lagunitas before there was nothing that it didn't hit me as being anything revolutionary. Yeah. We'll see. I've got another yeah. five of them that I'll be drinking through over the next couple of weeks or whatever. And, you know, maybe with my expectations recalibrated, I come around on it and it yeah. becomes a beer I really like. Yeah. Um, but for now, it's just kind of, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. That's yeah, like with movies, man. Anytime, like I try to stay away from, like I like recommendations, but like I like really reasonable recommendations where like, mm-hmm. but if anybody's like, it's the best movie ever seen, be like, well, I'm automatically not going to enjoy it as much. Dang it. Like yeah, you, you've really killed. And, and le- yeah, unless it's somebody like, I really know exactly how they, re- you know, view movies and it's right in line with me, then, you know, I'll, I'll get there. But usually, yeah, that expectation leads to disappointment more than it does to anything else. So, yeah. Yeah. I haven't, uh, again, I'm, not mixing it up a whole lot, especially since we're heading out of town. Uh, sure. I am experimenting with a lot of herbal teas right now. Mm. So like just reading around it, like tea is just good in general. So like I've added some green tea into the mix and right now, because COVID is kind of going back up, you know, it's like the 57th variant and numbers are going back up. And so like, we actually have an elderberry tea, like we bought an elderberry tea. So elderberry is one of those things that um, when it's in your system actually helps your body fight viruses. So like there's okay. there's not a lot of things out there that are clinically proven, right? Most of it is just like some old lady in a hut yeah. said that it, that it works. Yeah, of, but you know, someone recovered with this one time. Right. But like, like ginger and turmeric have like science-backed proof that it works. Um, elderberry has science back proof that it works and like zinc. Like those are like the few things that have like people it's been around for so many years that they actually tested it. And they're like, yes, it, it both reduces the load and the severity and the length and it actually does these things. And so we're like, okay, you know, why not? Let's, let's just, it's a evening tea. It's got some flavor, some juiciness, and you can just kind of sit at the end of the night and drink it. It's, it tastes good. So that's there. And then it's kind of, helping us prepare for going into a giant tube of recycled germs, right? right. So anything say, we can get. are getting ready to go into like one of the most densely populated places uh, outside of China and India. So Right. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. And, and yeah, we're actually not worried about the city. We're worried sure. more about the airplane. 
I mean, the airplane. Airplanes are. I, I was thinking like subway stuff. Like anytime. You oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. The subway. I didn't think about the tubes. Uh, that's uh, that's a good point. I forgot about that. I'll probably, against my better judgment, tell Kristen about that because then the level of you the don't le- levels of surprise severity. <laughs> no, she's probably thought about it already. But yeah, like, I was gonna say she she's actually been being very generous to you <laughs> and not bringing it up to you at this point. Um, <laughs> This yeah. is definitely a thought that's entered her mind already. Yeah. So the yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see. Because like for the airplane, we're actually using the official like N95s. Mm. Yep. Versus the cloth masks. Sure. Um, but like in the city and stuff like that, we'll just use regular old cloth masks and and whatnot. But it's it is going it's going back up. At least it's uh, you know going the way science wanted it to, where it's like you want one that's more contagious and less severe. Yeah. So that it's eventually the flu. So. Fingers crossed. That's what actually happens. We'll we'll see, though. I don't uh, I don't know anything. It's not up to any of us. It's really um, not. Like we're just a long do, ride. Do what you can to keep you and your family and yep. the people around you safe and yep. and not insane. You know, like yeah, that, that's well, one of the things. Like we're we're excited to do something because, like, I mean, we we're chomping at the bit. You know, like the, it's scary to go on our first big thing and. I'm praying that it, it goes okay. We come back and it's okay. Cause like, if it, we make it out of this, okay. Like travel will be back on the books. Like we can, yeah. we can do it again, you know? And so that will, that will be, that will be a good thing. So, so we'll see. But anyway, like we've been talking a lot lately about prophecy and fortune telling and all of these things. And it had me thinking about, these uh, a bunch of things that I've been hearing in my my quote unquote self help stuff because it's not just the books that I read for personal development but it's also like my health coach as well my health coach is a kind of mindset coach as well so he's like an entrepreneur mindset coach and health coach I'm just doing the health side but there's so much of your mindset that impacts your health and weight loss like it's your brain screws up your weight loss more than anything else. Right. And so like he really does have, he has to do a lot of mindset coaching with me as much as he does like, Hey, eat this, do this many pushups and that stuff. And a lot of it that he's talking about, because again, he's reading in the same vein of personal development and, and we're regurgitating these things. And manifestation is one of these things that has really come up that I am unsure about. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure about, but then I'm, but there's like something in it that makes me uncertain, and I'm not really completely sure what that is. So I'm, I'm hoping to hammer that out a little bit. But it's the idea that you know, like if you, like the craziest thing is that it used to just be like the power of positive thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Where like if you think about it, it'll come true, and we all mocked that until we stopped saying it. But now science has come out and said, you know, the quote unquote science has come out and said that there's this quantum realm in which there are infinite possibilities and that are currently in existence. So it's not, not that it's not there. It's in existence. It's like the multiverse. Like I swear it's like somebody read Marvel and then went to their science classes. Like this is the multiverse, (laughs) but like Schrodinger's cat, you know, like where the cat is both alive and dead at the same time. And you're like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I know that science sometimes thinks that 
it trumps reason. But I feel like sometimes like they say a is both a and not a I'm like that. That can't that can't pass logical tests all the time. So I feel like we should question. It's kind of one of those things. If if that's true, that the thing is both a and not a at the exact same moment. Then we literally can know nothing. Right, right. Like the rest of what you're about to say doesn't actually matter because it's true and not true. And so it has no impact on my life. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It, I, it's so it's intensely theoretical. Right, right. So this quantum realm is where all of these possibilities exist. And it's through a pure act of will that we focus on the future that we want. And through. Like, I mean, it get it gets wacky. Like, when I say it out loud, it's hard for gets me to wacky, take it. Because I'm going to be honest. Takes you, it man. way. Like, we're, we're pretty wacky at this point. I know. But, like, the more I'm saying it out loud, like, the sillier I feel. But that, like, I mean, they're talking vibrations and everything, right? So, like, when you focus on it, you're going to vibrate at a certain wavelength, which is in tune with your quantum version that you want. And that's how you get aligned. And that's how you get there. And I'm like, oh. Okay, like, I can't get behind a lot of those things, right? Like I said, the logical test, like the whole quantum thing, uh, you know, like I I struggled in physics too, though. So, like, it's hard for me Mm -hmm. to challenge it because, like, the idea of potential energy being a real thing versus kinetic energy, which is, like, actual motion and movement. But, like, potential energy being used versus the energy that could be used. Right. Like, I was like, well, like, everything has potential, like, like. The, and that's I, maybe that's one of those things, right? Where where we start. So the difference between potential and actualization, right? Like mm-hmm. you have the potential for anything, but you can't be anything. And I think about over and over again, Justin Upton with the Diamondbacks. <laughs> he was that potential player, the guy who was going to like hit 800 home runs and we were going to win with this guy. And so he had the potential to do that. But it never came to fruition. And we held on to it for a long time. Eventually, we traded him. And so, like, he's my example of the difference between potential and actual. And so, like, I I start rubbing those ideas around first, I think. Sure. Well, and I think there's something to it. I will say, like, the not everything has the potential to be everything. Like, that's, Hmm. that's, that's already a problematic statement. Like, I do not actually possess the potential to flap my arms hard enough to take flight. Right. Like, that's not a potential that I possess. No matter how hard I think about it, like, Mm. I don't have hollow bones like a bird. Um, There are too many things that are missing that my mindset is incapable of overcoming. Okay. And we know this because there have been people institutionalized in the past (laughs) for attempting it. And they genuinely believed it was going to happen. Right. Like that, that's part of my problem is that I like that there is this willingness to, okay, even the language of, so there's this quantum realm where all of these things exist already. Okay. You know what? Even if that's true, I'm apparently not in this quantum realm. And so the amount of time and energy that I should invest in thinking about this other realm, honestly, I'm going to go back to your Marvel references earlier. Like it doesn't do me a whole lot of good to worry about the other timelines. 
doesn't do me a whole lot of good to worry about these other universes out there because I can't affect them. Right. You know, if I get Doctor Strange level powers and I'm able to like <laughs> tap into the multiverse, okay, then I guess at that point I should start thinking about it. If I'm Ant-Man and I'm able to shrink myself down and interact in the quantum realm, then okay, I guess I should think about it. <laughs> until then, until then, it's like, it, it sounds to me more like uh, astrology. Not astronomy, not the actual study of the stars and those kinds of things, but astronomy, the idea that you can predict what's going to happen or that reality is determined based on the or matches up with the alignment of the stars. Mm -hmm. And the reason that astronomy is not classified as a science, like strictly speaking, beyond the fact that a bunch of us think it's for for weirdos, uh, like the, the scientific reason why it's not considered a science is because its hypotheses are impossible to disprove. Like there are, mm. there are so many exceptions and all these kind of things built in that if the hypothesis that's put forward doesn't happen, it doesn't disprove the theory. Instead, it just points to, oh, well, it must be one of these uh, other circumstances. Oh, that's a really good point. And so with this quantum stuff, it's like, okay, it might be true. You might be right. I can't disprove it. That's part of my problem with it is that there are no circumstances that could be established or discussed, which could serve as a test for this hypothesis. Right. Because if I say, okay, well, when I was a kid and I wanted to be an NFL player, um, and like that was what I was thinking about, what I was really excited about, what I was putting research into, and I was playing football all the time and all this kind of stuff. Well, then how come it didn't happen? Ah, well, because there were these other realities that you were also focused on and you weren't focused enough on this one and you didn't get your vibrations in place. And it's like, oh, well, okay, and that might be true. But if there's always the, if every exception is just an exception and doesn't actually test your rule, then it's hard to take it seriously as a, as a matter of study. Hmm. Like, for example, St. Paul lays out very clearly as kind of a contrast, the circumstances in which Christianity is untrue. If the bones of Christ are still in the tomb, then in that case, our faith is foolishness. Yeah. There's a critical point. Very, Mm -hmm. Very, very simple, very straightforward. Like, mm. there, there's our test. If Christ is still dead, then Christians are wrong. If Christ rose from the dead, Christians are right. And so, like, there is a circumstance by which you could measure and prove it. Mm. Or disprove it, as the case might be. And so with all of this stuff, anytime you're talking about, like, the infinite possibilities that are out there, it kind of just has to stay in the theoretical, which is why, to me, all this is is a new phrasing for an old concept, that idea of speaking things into existence or the power of positive thinking. And the reality is those things are true to a certain extent. Like, they do have an impact. Positive thinking, uh, speaking things into existence, like our thought processes and our words do shape and affect our actions. And so outcomes become more or less likely in large part because of our mindset and because of our speech and because of the things that we internalize. That's all legitimate. And if that's the claim, then yeah, I'm on board. But the idea 
that it is, uh, I, I get very suspicious when things start getting wrapped up in what sounds to me as a non-scientist, uh, it sounds a lot like pseudoscience and a lot of, let me throw some words around that are scientific and do have scientific meaning, but I'm going to use them in a completely different context. I start to get suspicious of this because it sounds like salesmanship and snake oil salesmanship specifically. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I don't like it when scientists enter into the theoretical, the philosophical, but didn't, but didn't don't state clearly that this is philosophical. They, they'll call it theoretical, but theoretical isn't the same as philosophical. It's not as Correct. up for discussion as a philosophy is, you know, it is a truth until people can prove it wrong. And like you said, if you have something that can't be proved wrong and they're like, well, I'm right until you can prove me wrong. Well, that can't happen. So like that, yeah. that's a question there. So I, I like that. I, I also like one of the things that you said there. It, uh, one of the things I picked up on was the limitless stuff. And it's, as we've talked about people who I've gotten rid of their concept of God because all of the people that are focusing on, I'm not all of them. I mean, I guess there's some that have tried to reconcile it with Christianity, but for the most part, the majority of them are the, are the universe people, right? The, the, they're not atheistic necessarily, but you know, like more like classical deists, like yeah. there is a power, there is a, thing it's the, in the universe. universe. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and so they're looking into that, they're scratching that itch for the need for the eternal, right? Like there is that that thing that says there is something eternal out there, and but they're just not willing to do call it God. Or and then there's another piece that you said there about you know which goes into that the limitless. Like humans don't want to admit that they're limited. Like you don't have unlimited potential. Like you said, I can't become an NBA basketball player. I never could like genetically my, I, it was not possible for me. So the potential was not there. I can't Rudy my way into the NBA, right? I might Rudy my way into a single game in a college football, you know, type of a thing, but I, you're not going to make it all the way. Like you have to have genetic uh, advantage advantages over everybody in order to make it that high, which I don't have. So you're limited. And so there's this rub in admitting that I am limited, I am not able to be anything that I want to be, which our parents told us when we were growing up. And, and then there's this hole that says I need the eternal as well. So now you have this limitless quantum realm, which is eternal and, you know, uh, infinite is what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Not eternal, but infinite possibility. So that kind of scratches the itch a little bit. It doesn't make you feel real good, but it scratches the eternal itch. And then it also tells you that you're unlim you're unlimited as well, right? So you can go back to feeling like you have all this possibility and it's up to you and there's nothing else that holds you back but you, making yourself, again, your own little god that is control of in control of your universe. Yeah, and I think that's one of the big problems as well is this idea that the the universe, that creation is in some way like a blank slate. Like it is kind of going back to our previous conversation too about the idea of nature versus tech and this idea that, you know, like the natural world already has a purpose that it's already executing. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, it's not just there waiting for me to make use of it. 
waiting for my input so that it can respond and truly come to life under right. my influence. That's not how it works. And like, it, it's all so incredibly egotistical. It really is. Well, and especially like, cause it's not just the rest of the universe that it reduces to nothing. It reduces all other people. Like if, if this stuff is actually true, then we live in an incredibly empty and lonely universe in spite of all of the people that are in it. Because this can only really work if there's only one actor in the universe. Because, like, otherwise, if it's all about, like, if we visualize it, if it's totally up to me to get my vibrations lined up with whichever infinite possibility I want to latch on to. Well, then what if, what if my infinite possibility that I want to latch on to is the idea that I am the richest man in the world? Like no one else has wealth like I do. And someone else has that same vision for themselves. How, how are both of those possible? How is it possible for each of us to be the wealthiest person on the planet? You right. know what I mean? Or like in an even more. Eventually you would have to kill one of them. Yeah. There can only yeah, someone's got to die. You're Highlander, there, man. Like there can, there can only be one. But, but even then, like even then, which one of us wins is going to be which one of us has envisioned that possibility the yeah, best. Yeah. And, and no, it doesn't pan out. Yeah. And on an even more like twisted level, like think about it in terms of relationships. Like the idea that if I just envision myself with this person or I just think about myself being with this person well enough, then it will line up with that possibility. Now, wait, hold on a second. What about their agency and their ability to choose who they want to be with? Like there has to be a recognition that we are part of the universe and we are actors within the universe, but we're not the actor in the universe that uh-huh. this this idea that it's all about me that will determine how everything else plays out is like inherently flawed in the sense that it can't actually be true for everybody and also incredibly egotistical because in order to actually adopt it as your primary framework you have to be willing to either consciously or subconsciously shut out the possibility of other people as actors in your right. universe. Right. So I want to move this conversation into the realm of Christianity and, and say, you know, for those that have tried to reconcile it, because there are, and this is the piece that, you know, like I would, I could toss this all off as nonsense if there wasn't what I feel like maybe the single thread that, that can be held on to. And so, mm-hmm. like, I did a quick Google search, right? And so it is, like, Proverbs 19.21, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established, right? It's, I mean, there's mm-hmm. some leading there. Uh, as well as delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I feel like we – I wanted to use those as, like, this is the motivation of it. But there's a contextual uh, presupposition Within that statement, actually, like as I'm reading them, everybody wants to hear, give you the desires of your hearts, but you're, but you're missing that piece of, if you set it this way, if you order it towards God, then you will get the desires of your heart. 
and I'm like, oh, well, crap. Okay, so it doesn't really quite um, reconcile as well as we'd like it to. Like, it can be there, but it it's in proper order again. Like, coming back to that order thing, it, it seems to be reoccurring over and over and over again for me. Oh, absolutely. And it's going to, because like, it's kind of at the heart of what it means to live a life well, is having it properly ordered. And going back to those quotes you were talking about as well, like it is this idea of, you know, if you're entering into that relationship with God, if you're seeking God, then yes, God will give you what your heart desires. But what we're, what we have a tendency to ignore there is we think that means what we thought we desired when we started our conversation with God. That's what we're going to get. Mm -hmm. Prayer is a conversation, which means talking and listening on our parts, Mm -hmm. not just talking, which means if we're entering into prayer, we're open to the idea of God steering our heart towards what it is we truly desire, as opposed to what we thought would meet that need, would meet that desire. Yeah, that, and that's one of those things that's weird for me is, the question I asked then, I was like, okay, well, if we can only be given the things that we desire when our desire is perfectly aligned with God, then do we have a will? Like, does our will, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like saying, okay, I will give you these things as, like with my kids. I do this sometimes where I'm like, you can have these treats, but only if you do the things that I told you to. And if you don't do them, then you don't get them. Then they're automatically going to choose the things that I said you have no, to do. But, but, but they're not going to. They're not automatically going to. And I can guarantee you this because we've fair, seen that happen, fair, haven't no, we? That's, that's a fair point. How so many times will- have you sat there and been like, literally all you had to do to get this was pick up one toy. And you, instead of doing oh, that right. five seconds of work, you sat there and threw a 45-minute fit at me <laughs> about no, having true. to move that one toy. No, that's true. And again, we're not that different. Like, yeah, you're right. No, you're as soon as I again these all of these things is like as soon as I'm saying them, it it, like it's clicking for me, and I'm like freaking hey, no, you're right. Like it's it's your will is still there. It's just and and those have always been hard for me. Where it's like you have to be aligned with God in order to get these things, and it's like the difference between you know, and they'll say, oh, God gives you what you need, and what you want isn't necessarily what you need, and all of these things, and and they're placating. It's telling you that, oh, I'm sorry, it sucks for you. You didn't get what you want, but there's a higher purpose for it, you know? And you're like, well, it still sucks that I wanted this and I I didn't get it, you know? Sure. But at the same time, at the same time, like, that's God's job. You know, in the same mm-hmm. way that if you allowed your daughters to pick what they were going to have for dinner every single night, they could just look in the fridge, look in the pantry and have what they wanted they would be incredibly sick incredibly soon. Mm-hmm. And so you have mm-hmm. the obligation to be like, no, I know that's what you think you want because you're hungry and that tastes good. But I know more than you. Yeah. And so I have a responsibility to steer you in this direction and God has the same responsibility. But the other part of it too, and this is going to tie in very much with my life lesson. Uh, I love the quote from St. Augustine where he says, love the Lord and then do what you will. Like, If you genuinely, if you genuinely love God, then the things that you will, the things that you seek, it's not a matter of you having lost your will. It's that recognition and that humility and that obedience, which allows us to say, I love God and therefore I'm going to do what pleases him. Yeah. Uh, 
And you so love me, it's you not a matter of it's not a, yeah. a punishment. It's not a loss on my part to do what's good. It's not ah, well, I, I could have stolen this money and then I'd have been rich. No. But God says no, so here <laughs> I go. I guess I'll just But it's like, okay, yeah, and I would have had that money for about the 10 minutes it would have taken me to get caught and arrested because let's face it, I would be a horrible crook. Like the reality is God knowing the outcome and knowing where we will truly find satisfaction steers us that way. Mm -hmm. And once we actually love and trust God enough to move on that, our will changes, not out of some magical spell or brainwashing that God has put on us, but out of that natural desire to bring joy to the one that we love. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. I was actually thinking about, um, actually I use this life lesson kind of on my, my daughter today. She was on her scooter and doing, you know, what she calls tricks. They're not, you know, like putting one leg up on the handlebar is a trick for her, you know, cause she's four, but I was like, no, like she started doing these weird things and it wasn't working. I was like, well, babe, you're using the scooter in a way that it's not meant to be used. Like the scooter will work better when you use mm -hmm. it the way that it was designed to be used. Like it'll be fully functional. And that's, that's kind of what I think is like, we, we feel like becoming a slave to Christ. Like we've, we've gone through Paul, right? That, mm -hmm. that we lose something with that, but like this, a slave to Christ is far more free than anyone out, anyone else. Right. Like yeah. there's more freedom because as I was just joking at the beginning with my wife's itinerary, right? Like there's freedom in the framework when you're ordered and you're in your, in your purpose, you're doing how you were created to be. There is more joy. There's more freedom. There's more love. There's all of these things that you get more of when you're actually a slave, you're in the framework to Christ rather than trying to be your own little God. And, and and when I was looking at all this stuff, because I'm working on some things and that that kept popping into my brain, I was like, we're all trying to make ourselves our own little gods. I was like, but as soon as you put the weight of glory on that, all of those little chips and craps from all of our screw ups, it will break us, right? We're oh, not, yeah. we're not able to hold that weight. And so, and we weren't intended to. And so like, we, we need to be comfortable with our limitations and where we were created to be. And we'll find more happiness, more joy, more love, more freedom in that framework than ever we could in this infinite possibility of the quantum realm. Absolutely. So, Well, and I think the other thing, too, is that we've got to remember that the choice isn't actually between being a slave to Christ and being free. The choice is being a slave to Christ or being a slave to something else. True. True. Like, even in terms yep. of the quantum yep. realm. Like, okay, so I am now a slave to the vibrations of my reality <laughs> and the quantum realm. Like I now have to live everything in terms of that. There's still a framework. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. always will be like, I we're, agree. we get our, our choices twisted sometimes. Yep. Agreed. Well, folks, if your vibrations are buzzing in, in queue with the quantum realm, Actually, I can't help you there. But if you do need a buzz, we sell coffee. And that I was that... going to say, if you're missing some of that vibration, if you can't get that little bit of a buzz going and can't get that motion, we got the bean juice for you. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Lots of potential energy in that juice, right? In that bean <laughs> to turn it into your it your actual energy in your life. So uh, support these meaningful conversations. Jump on the website, buy some bags. We roast them fresh, ship them to you. So 
we would greatly appreciate your support. Uh, you got anything else on your brain, AJ? Nah, man. Have a good time in New York. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. All right. With that, everybody will say. Adieu. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to another Inkledoo podcast. We hope you really enjoyed it. We really enjoyed making it. If you did enjoy it, please do us a favor and make sure to share it on all your own social media so that other people can find us and enjoy us as well. 